You're listening to Five Things with Lisa Birnbach. Hi, it's Lisa Birnbach, and last weekend I got to go to the 35th anniversary screening of one of my favorite comedies, This is Spinal Tap. The Tribeca Film Festival brought director Rob Reiner to the stage to introduce the film, but it was like going to a rock concert because everyone in the audience knew, I think, every word to the movie. It was the first time I'd seen Spinal Tap on a big screen since it first came out, and I was thinking, 35 years ago... It was a time travel moment. 35 years ago was 1984. I was barely an adult. Ronald Reagan was president. Margaret Thatcher became prime minister that year. Sally Ride was the first woman astronaut who ever went into space. Ron Howard morphed from being an actor in the happy days to being a big league director with Splash. Those seem like such ancient and innocent times, don't they? Well, So I'm thinking about that, but first I want to tell you that we have a fantastic show today. The secret weapon behind the New York Times crossword universe, and it is a universe, and it's very intense universe of communication and people writing to and tweeting at one another and just more extraordinary than you would know. No, not Will Shorts, who everybody knows. But Deb Amlin, who is the crossword columnist of the New York Times, and Sam Mazursky, who is the associate crossword editor, are both joining us today in the studio. And we're going to find out why Rafia has never made it into the spelling bee, among other things. But first, let me tell you my five things that made this week better. Number one, numero uno. Besides seeing a favorite and still funny movie, which is Spinal Tap, it was really cool that the three stars of Spinal Tap, Michael McKean, Christopher Guest, and Harry Shearer, actually performed some of their heavy metal hits. But they played them as 70-year-old men in sport coats because they didn't put on their wigs and their lycra leggings. And there was still great charm to it the concert after the movie, and it was great. They pulled out of the audience one Elvis Costello, who sang the Spinal Tap song, Give Me Some Money, in this really robust punk way. It was hilarious. Number two, long walks over the weekend. It's nice sometimes to walk around with no goal in particular, just to walk. And it also helps clear the mind, and it helps you think. It definitely is a form of creative, I don't know, it incubates the walking, the rhythmic walking helps me think about things that I need to do or write. Number three, I gave my first baby shower, and it was for my daughter-in-law, a term I'm still getting used to. Wait, does that mean I'm going to be... Well, besides that, I made tea sandwiches. We made a fruit salad. I had some of my best friends there, and she had her best friends there. And it is kind of wondrous to me to feel close to this young woman who I didn't know a few years ago, and I really do feel like my family is expanding in a beautiful way, and I like her mom. Number four. (laughs) 
Exhibit B and I discovered a really cool vintage clothing store in Williamsburg, the cool part of Brooklyn. It's called Amarcord, and it wasn't on my list of things to do, and it wasn't a place that I particularly felt like going into, but we walked in, and I felt kind of a joy in being surrounded by a riot of prints and colors from the 60s and 70s. Most of the clothes was flowered or polka dotted. I tried on a dress that I loved, but it was really, it was really made of nylon. I just can't do that. I'm not wired that way. But the clothes were great. The man who owns the store is great. I believe there is an online footprint for Amarcord Vintage Clothing. It comes from Europe. He's Italian. He buys clothes only from Italy. And the stuff was great, not ridiculously priced. And my daughter will probably be wearing the coolest op art dress in L.A. within the next few weeks. And number five. This is a callback. Who'd have thunk it? Robert Mueller! We need you now again, Robert Mueller. We need you again. I think you will be subpoenaed. I don't think this is news to you. I think that you will be subpoenaed by Congress, and I think you will show up, and it is going to be an important day. So, Robert Mueller, welcome back to Five Things with Lisa Birnbach. And now, I can't wait to introduce you to Deb Amlin and Sam Azurski, and I don't want them to leave. I can't believe they're here. I feel like I I have now captive half of the New York Times crossword department in this studio, and I don't want them to leave. I'm going to hold them here until until I can get a whole puzzle done all by myself. Who is in the studio, everybody? It's Deb Amlin, the crossword columnist of the New York Times since Hi. 2011. Welcome. Welcome. Uh, thank you. It's good to be here. And the grid kid himself, the associate puzzle editor of the New York Times, Sam Azerski. Welcome. Thanks for having me, Lisa. It's good uh, to be here. Look, I feel, Sam, if I may start with you, that I commune with you every single day. I commune with you every single day and didn't know I was writing to you or thinking about you or interacting with you as I do the spelling bee first thing every morning. And the spelling bee puzzle, which you have invented or created or manage or... Edit. Edit. Can <laughs> You're people giving me too much credit. Can people submit letters? Nope. <laughs> it's all... Uh, it's all, it's all Dear um, Sam, L. <laughs> I'd like to buy a vowel. I'd like to buy a vowel, exactly. Uh, the puzzle that you edit, the spelling bee, is a subject of a great deal of thought in my life. Which may be a sad commentary, by the way. I'm not saying I'm not saying I'm proud of it. Makes two of us. <laughs> Meg Wallitzer, when she was here, had it as one of her five favorite things. And of course, it had already been one of mine. But Meg Wallitzer, woo! Wow, but but it, she does it differently from the way I do it. She only wants to find a pangram. That's all she wants to do, and she only does it in the magazine on Sundays. I want to find, I want to get to genius every single day. That's seven days a week. Wow. And I do it on my phone, seven days a week. And actually, I think I've become 
what is somebody OCD or something? Because I only I, I, my day cannot proceed until I've done the spelling bee in the morning. It's 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 terrible what's happened to me. Do you do it in uh, bursts or do you just try and go as far as you possibly can in one sitting? And hopefully that's genius. Uh, I try to do it to genius first thing in the morning in one. Wow. Now, what if I don't <clears throat> get to genius because you're so tricky or you're so s- strict, you don't accept a word like, well, I won't get into it. <laughs> it's if, okay. I know it's coming. We were talking about this before. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we, we beat Sam up about this. Well, it's, I have no skin in the game, but there's a word I keep finding, raffia, which is a straw, which is woven into bags and hats mm-hmm. and stuff. And it never, it never has seen the light of day. That may change. We don't want to give anything right. away. It, it will change. I just added it in. That was, that was, you know, I, so it's a big consultation of dictionaries, newspapers, just how, how often I see it come up on the internet. And we have just such a large solving base. I mean, there are peoples whose vocab ranges, you know, are all over the place. And, you know, I wasn't quite sure about Rafia. I left it off until uh, Twitter yelled at me. <laughs> it wasn't just me? No, no, no. Oh, that there makes me feel better. There are a bunch of people. So no, that's it's, it's why... the entire internet. Oh, really the entire is. internet. Yeah. So oh, that's, that's why nothing. Rafia will be in Spelling Bee moving forward. The Yay! next time you see that A-I-R-F all together in the spelling bee, you will enter it and it will be correct. Uh, I promise you. I'm so excited. I got your back. No, I think it's important to say that Sam does not always cave like that. He, he, I'm, I'm, I'm shocked that he's caving, and I'm shocked that we're well, calling I, it caving. Rafael was reasonable. I, I also got on his case about that. I, I've wrapped gifts with raffia ribbon and stuff like that since and before you went to UVA, probably <laughs> <laughs> since before he was born. Yeah, possibly. And, uh, so we we occasionally talk about things like uh, what words should be, and I try I try not to be because Sam uh, gets a lot of feedback from it on Twitter, and mm-hmm. I use feedback in the loosest sense of the word. Yeah, but that's uh, the nicest about it, though. <laughs> well, I try. <laughs> you know, I, ha- I have to work with him, so um, I'm I'm trying to be nice about it because I also know that he gets a lot of uh, stuff slung at him. Uh, <laughs> Sam. That. And, and uh, he also edits Letterboxd, which is oh, the new game. Oh, we got to talk about that. Well, oh my before, gosh, before, you're a letterbox player too, huh? Of course. <laughs> Excellent. Of course. Listen, let me tell you something. I started this podcast for one reason. That reason was, well, for two reasons. I was feeling kind of gloomy since 2016. We won't go into why. No. And I just needed to remind myself of things that made me happier, that made me optimistic. And then people wanted to share their five things also. And it became a a really great conversation. That's wonderful. But the the whole world of your New York Times puzzles has been, I have to say, a life changer for me. Number one, it's a distraction. Number two, I get to tell myself that everything, every moment I spend solving one of your puzzles is a moment I'm making my brain healthier and better and more plastic and not a moment that I should be doing my taxes, giving blood or reading a book. It still feels productive. It feels productive. Number two, three, four. (laughs) Uh, Feel free to skip a few. I have. It's an escape. 
It's a delightful pastime. It is a kind of communication with the two of you. Sure. Um, I read your... Well, I should, I should say that I, I am not the editor of the puzzle. I, I am, understand. I am the columnist and the editor of all of the stuff around the puzzle. Our, our motto uh, at Wordplay is, we're here to help you solve. Right. And we're the only newspaper crossword that does that. As if I would play another newspaper's crossword. <laughs> it's so nice to know that I'm you're a, faithful. I am. I, I'm a loyal New York Times puzzle person. Well, thank this you for that. This is wonderful to hear. Yeah, and, it really Deb, is. we are just all pawns in your game here. Oh, you're well. leading the, uh, <laughs> the word, you, you leading, you know, all our wordplay readers I, and solvers. But, you know, it's, it's really, like you said, you needed something to pick you up and make you feel happy again. And I have to say that one of the things um, I realized a few years ago, because I've been doing this now for almost a decade, Mm -hmm. uh, is that uh, a lot of people are intimidated by the New York Times crossword puzzle. They see it as like sitting down to take the SATs. and Without getting anything back. Right. No money and no college admission exactly. letter. Exactly. I know. <laughs> I, no, I, no thick envelope. Right. <laughs> do they still do that? No. Oh, okay. Nope. <laughs> so uh, that's right. I think my son got an email. Exactly. But, uh, we wanted to lower that fear barrier. We wanted to lower it to the point where people could feel they could jump over it. Uh-huh. And what I tell people is you can learn to solve this. And we break the each puzzle down. For every puzzle, there's a wordplay column, which is really a humor column disguised as a crossword column because I, I'm a humor writer by trade. And I also think that when you're laughing, your mind is a lot more open to learning. I agree with everything you've said. I'm just I'm just so happy. I want to lock the door and never let you guys out. <laughs> I have to say, Deb, I read your column even if I finished the puzzle without it. Because oh, it's so fun. You. And you're and and you're definitely you've taken an approach of come on, this is fun. And yeah. come on and you also tell people to tuck away facts for later. Yes. And yes. also make people feel like you're you're on their side by saying, look, I didn't know this either. I had to look it up, although right. that doesn't happen very often. Well, you seem no, to I, know I, almost everything. Well, I, you know, in reality, I'm not very smart. And uh, I like to, <laughs> I think that one of the one of the things, one of the reasons why wordplay has taken off is because it was a really big relief to people to find out that there was somebody who does this quite often and really didn't know what she was doing and makes mistakes. And it's okay to make mistakes because that's how you learn and then people was people wrote to me and said my god that's this is revolutionary i didn't know it was okay to make a mistake mm-hmm. and i said of course it is that's what the eraser is for right. that's what the backspace key is for um and you know when people saw that it was not so threatening and that there was a way to do this because it's really not about what you know i mean some of it is general knowledge but the the key to being a good solver is learning to understand what the clues are asking you to do and that's a whole different language. It takes language. a while. It, it does. It takes a while. If something's in quotes, you figure out it's an, a verbal expression. If yeah. something's got a question mark, you know it's a, um, a thorny thing that yes. you're going to right. have to... Some tricky wordplay. tricky exactly. wordplay. Don't take it at face value. Not, Not at all. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Now, what people will be very interested in knowing is that you, Sam, got your first 
puzzle published when you were 14? Little, uh, I was 16. And oh, okay. my first puzzle was published in the uh, Los Angeles Times. and Not my f- weekly reader. <laughs> <laughs> but then a few months after that, um, I had my first. It was actually a collaboration with a mentor. Um, my first puzzle in the New York Times when I was 17 was a Saturday. Wow. I, I like making the tough ones. And I just want to jump in and say that not only was Sam fairly young when he did it, but eventually when he it was time to uh, graduate college, and I hope this is okay with you, Sam. Sam is a mechanical engineering mm-hmm. major. He graduated from the University of Virginia, a uh, very good school, Wahoo. Wahoo. And uh, he turned down a job at Boeing to do what he's doing. And your parents Dead. think... <laughs> Dead. Both They're of them are dead. dead. Yeah. Well, yeah, that that's what happens. They say, could you stop playing these stupid puzzles? And look at where you are now, yeah. right here I, with us. I think, um, I mean, my parents are both just like, follow your dreams. And, you yeah. know, it sounds so cheesy to say that, oh, I just want to play around with crossword puzzles. That's my dream. But, I mean, really, it is. I have so much fun doing them. They're, um, I joke that I have a terrible work-life balance because when I go home, I just go make more puzzles. You do? <laughs> yeah. But but then but, again, look, your brain is never going to get old and saggy. It's always going to be plastic and pert. And and cute. I mean, and you're at the New York Times. You're at the yeah. pinnacle. Oh, yeah. It's... I think that's a... Pro- I'm sorry. I think oh. that's a prevailing uh, a thought with the editorial staff on the puzzles between Will Shorts, who is the puzzle editor, and Joel Fagliano, who writes the minis and is the digital puzzles editor, and Sam and I... Um, that we all can't believe we get paid to do this. We, we're having a, a ton of fun. We really are. And I, I think that hopefully that comes through in the puzzles and in the wordplay column. Yep. Oh, it does. It does. It does. Now, Chip Kidd, who is a friend <laughs> and who is on the show, he also talked about the crossword puzzle as one of his five best things. That's and it's, wonderful. And it's Excellent. something he did with his late husband. And... He will not do Monday or Tuesday because they're too easy they're too for easy. him. Easy. Tell him to sound. Tell him to solve uh, down clues only. That's right. the new trend right now. Yeah. Yep. I know. If he wants to be fashionable, <laughs> down clues only. Uh, uh, it's an uh, extra challenge. Uh, My I, mouth I don't, I don't is hanging open. You just do the down clues. There are that some solvers. Sad. There are some solvers out there that can do a Monday puzzle downs only in two right. minutes or less. Shout out to it Crossword is. Twitter. Yep, shout out to Crossword Twitter. They're uh, out there. They're they're ridiculous. Like, that's like yep. people who only play the black keys on their piano. Right. <laughs> yeah. Seriously? <laughs> yes. Wow. Okay, I will tell him that. But it's also but, uh, an extra it's just an extra, an extra challenge. challenge. Yes. But of course, but Chip has, as we all do, his routines. Mm-hmm. And we all have our little fetishes around the puzzle. So mine is I have to do, I have to get to genius on um, spelling bee in the morning. Right. If I don't, I go back to it in the later part of the day and I get it. Yeah, I mean, I get it. I always get it. Now, my boyfriend's brother, who is a veterinarian and not used to words of English, but more <laughs> animal sounds, right. he seems to, he and his huh. wife, another vet, also do it every day. And also, they get to the famous, elusive, mysterious Queen Bee level. Right. That's an Easter day. egg. Hey, yes. Don't tell anybody. Right. I'm not telling anybody about it. <laughs> and the thing that really bugs me, and I'm going to just be very blunt now. Yes. 
I know words, and I, I sound like the president. I know a lot of good words. I know the best words. Right. I use them in my the work. But they're English. They're not whoop. Yeah. And, and I also speak to people all day using English, not whoop. <laughs> and yet, they tend to do better than I do on the puzzle. And I think it's because there's so many scientific and medical words. Is that See, possible? That's really interesting because we, we get a lot of feedback about the fact that there aren't enough. Yes. Oh, no, there are plenty. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm particularly harsh on the, uh, on, I, I should clarify, the words of uh, the names of animals. Yes. <laughs> there, there are a lot of obscure animals that I'm pretty leery on allowing. Right. Like um, the okapi, or <laughs> oh, that one, that one's okay. okay. I think. What is that? The the, the oribi. The oribi. <laughs> I, I I mixed that one. I'm after. sorry, it's a little insider <laughs> baseball here. Yeah, um, those are some very obscure animals that you'll find in the crossing. Well, crossing. that's why yes. Ken Port does so well, and that is annoying. <laughs> <laughs> and you heard it here first, Ken. I mean, but it's great that people like Ken and Lori Port can solve this and get to feel like they're better than me every day. Yeah. No, that's go. good. That's, that's what family's for. That's what family is for. Exactly. So Chip has his routine, which is ink on newspaper, on newsprint. Wow. Of course. Okay. He's, he's old school that way. And I love that. And if you ever want to do a puzzle with him, I have... I have if a reason like to. to bu- oh, he he would. He would. Ooh. Well, he'd like to be a clue. Oh. I said, but before you're a clue, why don't you construct? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And well, I would like whole, to construct. We have a whole series that he can read on how to make a crossword. We ran it last year. Is that how Natasha Leone got to do it? Oh well, that's a totally different story. That was that fangirling. <laughs> that was I. It was total fangirling, and I. You know what? I had an excellent time with with her, um, Natasha. So it <laughs> well, if you're going to have fun, it's definitely going to be with Natasha Leon. <laughs> uh, it it we it, Will Shorts ran a celebrity crossword series in 2017 mm-hmm. uh, to help help celebrate the 75th anniversary of the New York Times crossword. It was one of the ways we kind of wahooed through the year. Mm-hmm. Or wahoo I, I, I perked right up. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it's sort of tapered off since then, but if, you know, if somebody's interested, we'll, we'll have them in, depending on whether we'll says yes or not. And uh, we, uh, Natasha tweets at the New York Times Wordplay Twitter account a lot. More and, than I do, for example? Uh, uh, probably. Probably. Or at least she did. And uh, we were following each other. And uh, at one point, uh, I had suggested to Will that maybe Natasha would be good to make a crossword. And uh, he said, well, I'm not really sure. And almost by by providence, the next day in the online New York Times, there was a video of Natasha telling Will Shorts jokes. You're kidding. Right. Yep. What kind of pillow does Will Shorts sleep on? A down pillow. Oh. Things like that. Uh-huh. So oh. uh, I I sent it to him. I sent him the link. And that I sounds said, like an audition yeah. <laughs> yeah. to me. Uh, and he said, well, I, you know, why don't we have Natasha do a celebrity puzzle? <laughs> she seems like Funny a lovely young yes. woman. Perfect exactly. candidate. Yeah. And, wow. uh, uh, it really floored me. He offered uh, he offered me uh, the honor of co-constructing it with her because each celebrity uh, constructs with a veteran constructor, and that's actually how I started. Wow. I started as a constructor. Um, 
So he, we uh, worked on it uh, over the course of a month or two uh, whenever Natasha was in New York. And uh, it came out on April 2nd. And we had a fabulous time doing it. Um, this was something that really, uh, I've never seen anyone quite so passionate about making uh, a crossword for the New York Times. She was terrific, and she was really, really into it. And then we uh, had her on to do uh, Crosswords Live, which is normally Sam and I uh, live streaming the solving of the Thursday crossword. Uh, but. Uh, this time, Natasha really, uh, Natasha asked us, can I do live with you? And I said, sure, come on in. So we did uh, our puzzle one Thursday, and this is where the singing came in. Oh, wait, your uh, Nat- April 2nd was a Thursday? No, no. it was not. It was a, a Tuesday, and then uh, she couldn't make it that Thursday, but uh, the following Thursday, I believe, we, uh, instead of doing that day's puzzle, we did our puzzle, and uh, nobody's ever really been able to get me to sing on on Crosswords Live, but uh-huh. Natasha did. What did you sing? Oh gosh, <laughs> we we had well, we we did the finishing jingle. So we're singing on here too. Oh yeah, yeah absolutely. Oh, yeah. She's, don't she's, get me started. Natasha has has really uh, changed my life. I, I'm oh. I'll sing anywhere now, but. Uh, we had a great time and and she has a huge and very passionate fan base so, so that uh, was so that yeah. was just it was good for they were very happy about for it. the time oh, we did for we, the... we plugged russian doll we yes. plugged orange is the new black we did everybody left happy ps yes cuz deb's not going to say it it was a fantastic puzzle oh thank you so, i remember that puzzle it was there phenomenal. was a polar quote uh, oh, Amy Polar Clue. Vortex of Funniness. Yeah. There, were, there were a lot of reasons why those clues were in there. Um, first of all, Amy Polar is one of the co-creators with Natasha of uh, Russian Doll mm-hmm. and a good friend of Natasha's. Um, they've been friends for a long time, so she wanted her in there. It and seemed like a very personal puzzle. I think, you could yeah. just hear Deb and Natasha saying the clues. Like, yeah. I really, we, we tried to preserve that voice, too, on the editing side. Oh, so. yeah. thank you. And then I think that's true for most of the celebrity crossword puzzles because the important thing is that their voice should come out. Now, it's also nice to hear about you and Natasha because when some people think of the New York Times crossword puzzle, they think of Will Shorts, they think of the um, documentary about the crossword puzzle. Wordplay. Uh, yeah, Wordplay, word which yeah. had Bill Clinton yes. and it had John Stewart. and But it was kind of male heavy wasn't it it was yeah it was but you know that was a while ago and things have changed a lot um there are all sorts of venues for women constructors now um we've got the incubator which has come out there are some indie venues that are great uh for women the avcx crossword and uh we've had a lot more women uh sending crosswords into the New York Times lately which is nice we it's, would love it's good to, to as as a variety. woman it's really nice to see it's i i like having a crossword that m- i can solve and it makes me feel seen well that's really interesting i have to think about that i have to say that when you talk about construction i get a little nervous because my strength is in language and the construction seems like it's a lot about math. There is a lot. It, it's I Sam's going to deny that but he's he's a math brain anyway. Right. I, I 
I mean, there are so many different background. You, like, yeah. you can see it being sort of math dominant, like maybe for a Saturday, which is so few words, and it's all about, you know, optimizing how much cool, snazzy fill you can get in one corner of the grid. At least that's why I enjoy making themeless puzzles, because they feel like little engineering projects. Uh-huh. <laughs> but, I mean, they're really, they're, I feel like there's such a, I, I feel like, you know, our, the background of people that are making puzzles is just diverse, is just diversifying more and more. We get a lot of mu- musical theater, M- musical uh, yes. math, uh, but uh, you know what? I, I want to just sort of, you know, reduce your fear barrier a little yeah, bit, too. I come at it. it from a writer's standpoint, too. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that you don't have to do every part of constructing a puzzle alone. You're not alone. In fact, um, Sam helped me a little bit with the gridding for my Natasha puzzle because I happen to be very strong with theme development and clue writing, not so much with grid design. Ah. So, because to me, I don't see where the black squares need to be put. I mean, I do and I don't. So that's a place where I can use a little help. And it's, I think it's important, you know, for people who aspire to make puzzles to know that you don't have to be infallible to solve them and you don't have to be infallible to make them. Hmm. Hmm. My, my uh, youngest child, uh, as listeners know, I refer to my uh, offspring as my exhibits. Exhibit C helped me solve a Sunday puzzle wherein the left side of the grid was answers going forward and the and the right side were answers going backwards she she cracked that and as soon as she did it became Easy. You know, yeah, it became much easier. We love throwing you for those curveballs. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. that's what we call the aha moment. Yes. Yes, there are those aha moments right. that are fantastic. Of all the celebrity fans you have and because they're it's so easy to reach you on on social media, who is the strangest person you ever heard from as a fan or or someone asking you to uh, rethink a word or a clue or an answer? God, that's hard to. You 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 own the wordplay account. You would know well, better. Well, than... yeah, I'm I'm the ver- voice behind the wordplay account, but um, we don't. I, you know, when I hear from celebrities, I don't really hear them asking to rethink a word. I mean, we do get feedback on you know what was this word doing in the puzzle, and right. I don't think this clue is quite correct. Uh, generally, that's not just from the celebrities. Jerky the people, nice. just yeah. well, nitpicky you jerky know what? people. It's, it's okay to have an opinion, <laughs> as I say on the column. Uh-huh. Uh, it's not okay to be rude. And it's, uh, you know, I I have made mistakes in the column. And I have, you know, there have been rare, on the rare occasion, mistakes in the puzzle. And we clean them up as best we can. Yeah. Um, when people tweet at me, it's generally in very good spirits because they know that I'll answer them and I give out gold medals. If so, you know that gold medal emoji on your phone. Yes. Yep. If somebody tweets that must at me, be your most used. Thing. I think it is. I've, I've actually I've, I've dug sort of a divot on my phone with that <laughs> one. And the B is uh, very far up there for right, me now and too. Right, yeah. right. Um, when people have started uh, tweeting their times and whether they have streaks at me, and um, they're so proud of it and they say you know where's my gold gold uh, medal so I will tweet back and give them some words of encouragement like way to go and a gold medal Elimocenary that's a word <laughs> of encouragement there you go <laughs> it's a word yeah yeah 
Pat, I think uh, Mark Harris tweeted me a few times mm-hmm. about some of like, why isn't a cloaca in the spelling bee? That was one I added in. <laughs> what is a cloaca? That is um, is some it part sort of, your, of a chicken's neck or something or something it's, that it's they use to chew. It's some anatomy term that humans don't. It's it's some part of the body that humans don't have. I think right. it's in birds and frogs. It's, it's some a chicken opening. Part. Wow. So, yeah. But a lot of people knew Cloaca, so yes. I added that one. Th- this is not about, I follow, you know. I follow Mark on Twitter. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's good on so Twitter. So, yeah. He really yeah. is. Amen. Yeah. We, have, we have sort of a Los Angeles solving contingent that's oh made up gosh, of yes. uh, Megan Amram, who is oh, a she, co-producer of The Good Place. And she also did a puzzle for yeah, you. Yeah, she did with David Kwong, who right. is another man, and then Ryan Johnson from Star Wars. Mm-hmm. And who else? Craig Mazin, who directed directed oh, Chernobyl. Uh, Shannon, Shannon Woodward, Woodward from Westworld. Yeah. And they all uh, are sort of this Hollywood they crossword just solving. each other. Yeah. And sometimes they'll, in- they'll include wordplay mm-hmm. in it. And um, they're very, very funny. I get a lot of, I get a kick out of I'd love to be in a room tweets. with all of them together. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Megan is ideally. hilarious. She really is. She's sure. so talented. So, so in other words, there are people probably who do the puzzles word uh, letterboxed or spelling mm-hmm. bee or or uh, a, a classic crossword who just do them and go on with their life there are other people <laughs> like me and like you guys yeah. who feel it's personal and they want a relationship yeah. or yeah. they want you to know that they're doing well or they mm-hmm. want to show off their time or yeah. something like that well, I think also, you know, and this is something that really amazed me. Um, getting an acknowledgement from the New York Times is really big from pe- for some people. The New York Times is a big deal. <laughs> I guess so. I, I don't know. I just sort of, they, they gave me this Twitter account, and I just sort of, you know, put down my brain farts and, and make fun of Sam a lot. Yep. And, Makes um, for good commentary. you know, I give out gold medals, and that's pretty much what I've been doing, and people have really responded to it. It's, it's something that I enjoy, and it's good to build relationships with people. It, I think it, it makes them see the crossword as something more than just a two-dimensional puzzle on a page. Mm-hmm. And we love our solvers. Yes, I mean, that's absolutely. what it really comes down to here. I hope that's evident through Twitter. And through, through Crosswords Live. And Crosswords Live. Yeah. Well, I do want to say that the the pleasure of, of working on one of your puzzles, not only a diversion, but that connection to you guys, the the sense of fun that is pervasive. I have to ask you, this is so so basic, I think, but in brackets, you use the word or or uh, uh, acronym T-I-L. Oh, Today yeah. I learned. Yes. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> we use that one a lot because I, we learn a lot. Right. Oh. <laughs> that I use, I use T-I-L uh, on the column, which uh, took a lot of work to get past the copy desk because the New York Times copy desk does not know much from T-I-L. Uh, so uh, I said, of course, all my readers know about that. And they were like, OK. Um, but I wanted to show them that I was hip and down with the kids. So I, uh, when I didn't know something I and I wanted to explain it to other solvers who might not know about it, I started writing T-I-L. Today I learned that you know this fact and that just made me that made my day you're you go today home and i learned say that today to I your learned. exhibits yeah yeah they're gonna today be very I, impressed. T-I-L. <laughs> yes <laughs> af 
<laughs> okay. We're so silly. We are. But but one of the things, uh, I, I just want to, first of all, say thank you for coming in. It's our pleasure. It's a real treat. Do, I just want to feel that you cared about me as much as I cared about course, you. Is that okay course. to beg for that? No. <laughs> it's you don't have to pitiful. beg. We, we, we actually like uh, five things very much. Oh, so thank we're, you. We're, yes. uh, I think it's a very positive thing that you do, and I think any any good feelings you put out into the world, you know, hopefully come back tenfold. It thank goes, you. It goes hand in hand with, like, you know, what wordplay does with well I think this is just so great in that <laughs> regard, too. And I, I, just, I just think we're all here looking out for people. It's just a way to feel at, good. Exactly. Kumbaya. <laughs> and, and I do want to remind our listeners that, Sam, you are just, wait, what, two years out of college? Two years out of college. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> it's so extraordinary. You're living the dream. I do notice a lot of constructors are currently in school. There's you have someone from Hopkins who wrote a uh, puzzle, and I mean it's really it, the, the barrier to entry is not about age no. and fanciness. It's about you don't it's need about, to know your obscure it's trivia. It's about passion and about desire. Now I'm going to make you fall out of your chair. Okay. Guess how old the youngest ever <laughs> contributor to the New York Times was? To the whole paper? No, or no. To the to, puzzle. I'm sorry, to the puzzle. Youngest, it had to have been Sam. No, well, it's close, I, I'm so glad you brought me up because I was just going to piggyback on that. I think so. My first puzzle was published, uh, 17 years, one month old, and I am counting? the, I believe, 18th youngest constructor ever right. for the Times. The youngest make the list, but nowhere close to the, the top. Currently, the youngest constructor ever to contribute and have a have puzzle run in the New York Times was 13 years old. Oh man! I know why, what. Well, a well, loser I wasn't am I. doing that when I was thirteen. Might I add, I... we have more puzzles from him in our files right now. So wow. he is—he's churning them out too. Well, I think you know. It's that's, impressive. That I, I is impressive. Give, I want to give uh, kudos to Will Shorts for doing that. Um, I think that he's probably solely responsible for making puzzle something that is on the radar of people of all ages. Well, it's it's great. And I I love that my daughter and I do them together, mm-hmm. and and I love uh, I love the rituals around it. And one of these days, I'm going to hit Queen B. There Woo. you go. And I'm then I will, for you, okay? And yeah, I will I am, tweet. I, I will tweet you when that happens, and we will send you a gold medal. Okay, yes. fantastic. And, and a B emoji. Yes, and a B emoji <laughs> with, the, with the crown. So in the meantime, I'd like to ask you for each for your five things and I've never had two people with their five things before so I think what we should do is alternate okay okay so Deb since you've been at the time since 2011 (laughs) and I've been waiting for this and you've been waiting so long I think your list should go first and then we'll do Sam's yeah you do one then Sam does one and well top of the list has to be my family um, they do make my life better. I have two children who are both adults now, and ever since they were born, I, I have always said that they were my best teachers. Mm. I learned how... There was so much I didn't know before I had children. They taught me how to be creative, uh, spontaneously creative, you know, mm-hmm. just sit down and make something kind of creative. Um, they helped me program my DVR. 
which oh, is that's, very useful. That's a reason to have kids. Exactly. And uh, I'm also engaged to a, a wonderful man, and uh, he makes me smile and laugh every day and is single-handedly renovating my house. He sounds like a winner. He is. I'm keeping him. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Number one for you, Sam. I mean, Deb, I'm right up there with you. I say, you know, just my entire support system to get me in this, you know, spot I'm just grateful for, for where I am now. I mean, my family, uh, we were talking about, you know, what was, what were my mom and dad thinking when I decided to take this job at the Times rather than go to, um, rather than go work in my engineering field? Um, you know, just really supportive through everything, you know, encourage me to do what I love. I've got uh, three younger siblings that are just all rooting for me. I've got a wonderful network of friends all across the country and, you know, some of whom I could just trust with my life. And really just anybody along the way that's just offered me, you know, guidance, praise so that I can just be passionate about, you know, the learning process every step of the way and just continue to move forward on my path. T-I-L. T-I-L. (laughs) A-F. Exactly. Number two. (laughs) Number two, uh, food. Food is very important to me, and my readers know that. Mm -hmm. Um, The food entries in a puzzle tend to pop out at me. Uh, I pretty much eat anything. (laughs) Um, I'm I'm not a very picky eater. Uh, The only things I don't eat are liver, cottage cheese, anything with the head on it, because I don't like my food looking at me. and uh, I think that French fries uh, were made to be a ketchup delivery system. Very good. By the way, cottage cheese was one of my favorite things. Is it? You can have my cottage ta- cheese. Uh, yeah, if That's only. Okay. Yeah. Okay, Sam, number two. My second one, you know, almost goes without saying with everything else we've discussed thus far, but it's just, it's my puzzles. It's puzzles are my world. Um I mean, I talk about my unhealthy work-life balance. I am, just so you know, Lisa, um, checking tomorrow's spelling bee is the very last thing I do each night before I fall asleep. I am lying in my bed on my iPhone, looking at the lineup one last time (laughs) in case something catches my eye. And Sam? Can't help it. In a a link of synchronicity, the last thing I do before I go to sleep (laughs) is see if perhaps by some mistake or fluke, tomorrow's spelling bee is up. (laughs) (laughs) So we're thinking about the same thing. Isn't it maddening that it doesn't come out till 3 a.m.? It's 3? I think it is. It's 3 a.m. So if you stay up till like midnight, you're still not going to see a new one. Exactly. I can do the puzzle, but I cannot do the spelling bee. We space them out. Yeah. So just puzzles. I mean, the spelling bee, I'm making, you know, crosswords all the time still. When I'm on, you know, like a longish subway ride, um, I'll just pull out my phone. I've got a little grid making app and I'll just, you know... Whatever comes to mind, I'll start stitching together, um, whether you can use it in the New York Times crossword or not. (laughs) Um, And as Deb knows all too well, I'm very insufferable. My word brain at this point can just instantly count the number of letters in any given word or phrase I see or say, regardless of whether I want to turn it on or off. Um, I can confirm that as 15 letters. Yes. Wow. <laughs> and, and 15 is significant <laughs> because uh, there are 15 columns. A, a grid is usually, a weekday grid is usually 15 columns wide. So 15 is significant to constructors. And Sam, it's almost, like, it's almost like a tick. Sam can <laughs> spot anything that is 15 letters long. 
Wow. That's like perfect pitch for yeah. a puzzle maker. It I really guess. is. <laughs> <laughs> Number three. Ah, um, well, as a writer, uh, I would have to say other people's life stories. I love when people tell me their stories because it's... Um, you mean strangers or people you know? Anybody, anybody. Um, even on wordplay, one of the one of the ways I built up an audience was uh, I was very open with people. They know about my fiance. They know about my kids. They know about my dog. They know about my house, um, and they know about things I've done in the past. And um, usually, I can turn it into a humorous story if I'm very lucky. But I also love and and what people tend to do was tell me their stories back in the comments because we have a very lively commenting section. Um, I think that when people trust you with their stories, it's almost sacred. I, I think that that is something people offer you. It's like a piece of themselves. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm honored that they extend that trust to me. And uh, are you one of those people who, who strangers do tend to Oh, yes. Confess yes. to? I think I have a friendly face. Yeah. But they, um, you know, there's people will uh, come up to me and we'll talk about crossword puzzles and they'll tell me about the time they were solving with their grandmother and it was such a wonderful memory you talked about solving uh, with your kids. And that's very that's a very common thing, by the way, is mm. people pick up uh, solving from somebody in their life that they loved. And so solving tends to be a warm, fuzzy thing to a lot of people. That is so cool. Yeah. That is so cool. Sam, number three? My number three is, uh, I thought about this one exactly how I wanted to present it. I think it's my headphones, because I will not go anywhere without my headphones. I can't be anywhere without my music at any given time. What, what headphones do you uh, use? I've got some red Klipsch earbuds that I've probably had for a few years now. My dad got them for me, and I have misplaced them so many times, including once I left them behind in L.A., uh, while on vacation, and they still found a way back to me. Wow. Which is odd because <laughs> that never bright, happens. They're bright red, Lisa, so yeah. it's very odd that he <laughs> keeps <laughs> losing them. Yeah. Well, but. But maybe that's okay. how, maybe that's I just how I found it. I lost a purple wallet, so oh, <laughs> yeah, very sad. But so, and, and the, it's because you like to listen to music big, while you're constructing. Just in general, I'm just very passionate about music. I um, like I have a piano, just a electric keyboard that I just doodle around on sometimes you know um i like all sorts of stuff my dad grew me up on classic rock i'm a big pink floyd fan but i They're love right. you know i love listening to they might be giants or nas or kendrick lamar just all over the place my playlists are pretty can't satisfy anybody except for myself because they're so diverse. Um, but i need my music in my life and my headphones make them portable so excellent Number four, Deb? Uh, I'd have to say my job. I, I really, it took me a long yeah, it time. it sounds terrible. It's horrible. Yeah. I can't stand it. Um, my, it took me a long time to find my passion. Uh, this was not something that happened to me early in life. This is sort of a second act for me. Is that right? Yeah. And um, it's, uh, there were a lot of things that happened to bring me to this point, uh, and some of them were good, some of them were bad, and I. But I wouldn't trade any of them because I landed in a place that makes me so incredibly happy. I get to open my laptop and write every day for the New York Times, which is a big privilege. It's a big um, privilege. 
And not only that, but I get to make, or at least try to make people laugh and think and um, broad, hopefully broaden their horizons. Um, and even better, I get to work with some of the smartest and funnest people in journalism. It's, it's really a cool thing. Yeah, it, it sounds remarkable. Sam, number four. My fourth thing is <laughs> just the overarching sports that are in my life. I'm just a huge, insufferable sports junkie. Um, also I, confirmed. Yep. I am. I, we always talk about when we do crosswords live that the sports ones are my gimmies. Yes. Um, I, you know, my Twitter is, you know, intended primarily for all the puzzle stuff I tweet out, but when it's not puzzles, I'm just going to be retweeting, uh, mashing the retweet button on some Baltimore Ravens update. I'm originally from Baltimore, so I'm a big Ravens fan, big Orioles fan. I like the Knicks for basketball. Went to UVA. Huge Seems like UVA, UVA just fan. won. They, they most Something. certainly did, and everybody that followed me on the internet knew that I was going to go ballistic, yep. typing out in all caps, mashing whatever that, I could that's because why you I look was so, happy. so yeah. excited. Yes. Oh, you're still you're still in the afterglow. Oh, of, oh I of am. The championships. I, I am. I, I I found myself watching highlight videos. Just yesterday, I, I'm I'm really really bad. <laughs> it's a gift that is reliving it. It's a gift that keeps on giving. Yes, it is. that it victory. Really is. Yeah, it really is. So. Yeah, cool. Deb number five. Okay, uh, last one. I guess uh, it's so hard to limit them to five. By the it way, is. it really but, is. But um, I bought myself a birthday present this year um, because I sit for a living, and I'm, when I say sit, I sit for like eight hours a day writing and tapping on a keyboard. So it I felt myself, you know, at this <laughs> point in my life, I could feel myself dissolving into jelly. And I, you know, before they had to carry me around in a bucket, you know, I thought. It would be nice to sort of preserve what I still had and keep my strength. Uh, so I bought myself, a, I joined a gym and I bought myself a year of personal training. Wow. Because after this many years on the planet, the one thing I know about myself is that I'm not going to work out unless I have to. And I'm also not going to work out unless someone makes me. Mm -hmm. And unless they're bigger and stronger than I am and they scare me. Uh -huh. So I bought myself uh, a year of personal training and I have been lifting kettlebells and wow. um, doing things that I never thought I would do before. Um, and I'm they tell me I'm increasing my lean muscle mass. I don't know what that means, but it's it's it sounds fine. good. It sounds good. Yeah. And uh, decreasing my BMI, which That's is also good. Also good. Yeah. And um, I just do what they tell me. And so far, what I've realized is that the endorphins you get after a good workout are better than any drugs in the world, officer. I mean, you it, it's incredible. I sleep better. I eat better. and um, But that hit of the endorphins that get released in your brain afterward, it's sort of like, uh, actually, it's it's on par with, you know, solving a puzzle and that aha moment that we talked about. That aha moment, yeah. And actually, um, my mom's doctor just told us that uh, weight-bearing exercise mm -hmm. and aerobics are now considered to be more effective in stalling or arresting mental decline right. than even medication at this sure. point. Yeah. yeah. So 
That's good. So between the puzzles and the we're set. kettlebells, we're good to you're, go. you're going to be immortal. <laughs> I just have to cut down on the eating, the food. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and, and, and Sam, you're fifth. Last one. This was the hardest to come up with because um, there were so many to choose from, as Deb said. I've got to go with my GPS. And that sounds so weird. And it's not something I would have said t- even two years ago until I moved um, up north. Uh, from DC. Um, when I first moved to Manhattan and I lived in the Upper East, so it was really nice to just be able to be within walking distance of Central Park, I'd just find myself on a lazy Saturday morning, Saturday afternoon, and just wanting to just explore the world around me. Just heading out with just my phone and my wallet, whatever I was wearing. And your grid. And yeah, that's <laughs> and always there. Letters, and, and, right? and my headphones. And yeah, your my headphones, headphones right? They go everywhere. Um, and just walking over towards Central Park, but no real destination in mind. Just these aimless walks were just so therapeutic, however long, and you know they continue to this day. Um, sometimes I'll just walk all the way, just walk all the way downtown. Um, sometimes could even cross over into Brooklyn, and my GPS and my subway map would, you know, just get me back to where I needed to go. And you know, I've just weirdly found myself just opening up my GPS sometimes and just re-examining the layout of Manhattan, for instance, just wanting to know more about what the city has to offer and even checking out other major cities that I've never even been to before. It's the weirdest thing, and I can't say why I'm so fascinated by it other than the fact that, well, it's an interlocking grid. So it (laughs) seems to, you know, I guess it makes sense. (laughs) One day when you have a lot of time, you should read The Power Broker. Power Broker. Which is a biography that Robert Caro wrote about Robert Moses, who designed a lot of New York City. And it's fascinating to know what he had to be sacrificed in order to build this or that. Just, there you go. You know, there you go. Well, I have to say, I have had an idiotic grin on my face since I <laughs> met the two of you, since you walked in, and I have enjoyed every minute of this conversation. So have we. Same Thank here. you so much. And I want to remind everybody listening that this has been Five Things That Make Life Better with Lisa Birnbach. My guests this week have been New York Times wordplay columnist Deb Amlin and Associate Puzzles editor Sam Azerski. You can follow them on Twitter at The Grid Kid. That's me. Right. And at Wordplay. Well, yes. The Twitter th- where I lay down the most nonsense is <laughs> at NY Times Wordplay, all one word. And that's how we first connected. Yes. <laughs> you can subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play Music, and YouTube. And if you enjoyed the show, please subscribe. Until next week, stay cool and act natural. Bye-bye. That was Five Things with Lisa Bernbach. New episodes every Friday, if she remembers. <laughs>